Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Music Podcast. With Dave and Neil. That's us. I'm Dave. This I'm Neil. Neil. How are you guys? You can't say this is Neil. Like, I'm... I'm I'm, they can see us. Well, there's a second voice, so <laughs> just assume that it's the voice that isn't mine. Hey, I'm um, good to to for you to hear our voices, dear listener, because it's, it's been, been a while. it's been a while. Um, yeah. We had last week off. It was a whole mess. Long story short, yeah, things look, happened. We're busy people. Yeah. We got lives. Yeah, right. You don't own us. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to get you fixed. But we're um, obviously we're back this week, and we've got a, mm. a cool show for you lined up because. Um, very soon we're going to air an interview we did early this week with Edgar Wright. Ever heard of him? I have. He's one of my many heroes. Yeah, he's um, um, obviously the director of the new film Baby Driver. Um, you would also know him from Shaun of the Dead, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Hot Fuzz. So many good movies. Yeah. So many good movies. But um, before we get to that, Neil, what have you been up to this week, mate? The last two weeks has been fairly busy. I mean, we're in the lead up to Splendor. Yep, which is pretty fucking cool. I mean, neither of us are going, which... I know, after <laughs> petitioning yeah. to go. So, like, honestly, Splendor organisers, I hope the festival's a massive failure. <laughs> I hope you're rained out. I hope the, the electrics blow up yeah. and just screw you guys for not inviting us, yeah, you big well, jerks. I mean, we're still very excited um, I'm not. for it, but, yeah, I mean, an invite would have been nice. Yeah. Because I have no plans this weekend. It's like it's one thing not not getting invited to a party, mm. but it's another thing like e- when you email the person running the party and you're like, "Hey man, like you're having a party? Like, <laughs> can I come?" And they're like, "No." Yeah, like that's that's, that's a, a bit of a slap in the face because yeah. you've already lowered the yourself. It's like high school all over again. As far <laughs> yeah, as it's like yeah. it's basically it sucks. What it is. Yeah, but I mean, if you go on a splendor, have fun. Well, you be know, safe. I don't. I don't wish you fun. No, have fun. Have fun. Yeah. Have a bit of fun. Have a good Not time. lots of fun. Yeah. Don't you dare. We're jealous. Um, but yeah, we'll stay tuned next week. We will be covering some Splendor stuff. Mm. Don't want to sell it too much. But yeah, that'll be happening. Um, but Dave, you have seen a shitload of movies this weekend. Well, this week, sorry. Last I week. I've um, been playing catch up because I feel like there's been a bunch of what big releases that have sort of happened and I've just sort of been trying to rushing to catch up and watch as many as mm. I possibly can. Mm. It's been a bit of fun week, yeah, of watching movies. Well, I mean, baby, let's start with Baby Driver, for example. I mean, yeah, I, I got I saw this like last week. You actually got to go to the premiere earlier this week. Mm. Um, I'm calling it. I think it's the best film of 2017 so far. I think I think it probably well, it's definitely the best film of 2017 so far. I think it probably is going to be like top five of the decade. Like I think it's like like I, I'm gonna you, call it, you, yeah, you call it that big. Don't I, you? I think I think it's going to be like one of those movies that when we look back and you know people kind of do like the the a decade of like what were the best movies of, mm. of the last decade I think that this is probably going to be included on it mm. um it's it's a really solid film it's um it's kind of like I, I had the same sort of feeling that I had when I walked out of Mad Max Fury Road mm. which was that, like fuck like I just saw something really special yeah uh it's a very 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 cool film so this is this is the newest film by Edgar Wright yeah uh, now you've probably seen his films before if you've seen Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but we haven't heard from him in, in a while. Mm. Uh, I mean, he was, he was going to do Ant Man. Yeah. Um, so he was he took basically his film between Scott Pilgrim and this was going to be Ant Man. Yeah. Uh, and he ended up leaving that project because we're still not one hundred percent sure because he was. They I guess differences with Mar- I believe the actual quote creative was, differences. I right? wanted to make a Marvel film, but Marvel didn't want to make an Edgar Wright film. That was the actual quote. quote. Neil Griffiths. Yeah, well, quote Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright in brackets. Yeah, on some other publication <laughs> in some other interview. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so so he kind of took a break to do that, and then so this is kind of him back 
doing original content and um, it's good to have him back. Yeah, I mean, if, if you haven't heard about Baby Driver, I mean, obviously it's about a, a driver called Baby. Yep. Baby Driver, there it is. Yep. Um, he- not as uh, as I've heard uh, said, it is not a sequel to Boss Baby, <laughs> where the baby learns how to drive. What's the one with uh, um, Ted Danson? Three um, Men and a Baby? Three Men and a Baby. Also not that one? Yeah, no. Um, but no. yeah, he Baby is a driver for... He's a heist driver. Yeah. Um, he... I mean, I don't want to. I feel like I can't say anything. Yeah, basically, he's he's the getaway driver for um for uh, bank robberies and heists. Um, and and the premise of the film is basically that. But the way it's been approached is uh kind of like a music video. Mm. Whereas um, and Edgar Wright sort of talked about this at the Q and A. Um, and we'll we'll play the interview after Mm. this as well. But uh, he has basically written the the screenplay to music mm. uh, where he's come up with this track list he's come up with like a rough idea of the plot and he's actually sat down and listened to these songs and and written each scene to the music so it kind of plays like a music video or I guess like a musical mm. whereas like the the action of each scene is actually choreographed to the song. To the song. He actually said, I think the opening, the first song in the film is Bell Bottoms. Um, and he said, he's since he heard that song as a kid, he's like, I want to make a movie to this song. So the, the actual story of the film came after him listening to that song. He said, oh, cool, now I have to make a movie. Mm. That's how it kind of started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But... It's it's fucking awesome, and, you know. It's John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, Kevin Spacey, Lily James, um, mm. and obviously Ansel Elgort. It's so good. Um, like it's a sort of movie which I feel like I could talk about for this whole podcast. Like it's it's one of those where it's like wow, like it was just. I mean, what's cool about it is that we're kind of obviously in this age of like every single big blockbuster that we see is a reboot, a sequel, or based on some sort of pre-existing property. You know. Um, and that's just kind of the only thing that studios are sort of taking risks on at the moment. Yeah. With, like, the exception, like, if you're Chris Nolan, like, they might let you make a Dunkirk or yeah. a, or a you know, um, Inception or something. Like, but unless you're that, like, you're, most of these big budget movies or are... Or Mr. Deeds. Or <laughs> Mr. Deeds. Um, all these, like, big budget blockbuster movies tend to be, you know, some sort of franchise yeah. builder. Uh, and this is just a completely original heist movie, mm. like blockbuster, like tentpole blockbuster film. Yeah. Uh, and it's really, really cool to see that. Like, it's just really refreshingly original and um, I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah. It's one of those movies, like, it's, it's clearly, like, it's a heist movie and it's a, it's a car chase movie, so it's, you know, you can see the references. Like, you can see the, like, those sort of 70s, 80s uh, kind of car chase films in it. Like, you can see that it's been influenced by Mad Max and, you know, like, a film that he references quite a bit is um, The Driver, this the Walter a, Hill film. This is a stretch because of the kind of film it is, but do you reckon it's Oscar-worthy? Well, I was saying it, it's like, I think that at the very least it should win an, an, the Oscar for Best Editing. Yeah. Like, the editing is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but, you, you know what? Maybe. Like, I feel like we're seeing more and more blockbusters getting nominated. Yeah. I think that, like, as a technical feat alone, um, it's very impressive. I, I don't think that it's... Um, I mean, Mad Max Fury Road got nominated. Yeah. Um, and that was a, a truly, like, phenomenal mm. sort of cinematic experience. You know, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. Whereas, like, I mean, this is great. I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. Fury Road. Well, we, we caught up with Edgar Wright earlier this week in Sydney to talk about the film. Um, and also, he's a big fan of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Lizard Wizard. Jeez, that's hard to say. Yeah. Um, we spoke to him about that. So, check out our little chat with Edgar. 
Edgar, welcome to Sydney. Congratulations on Baby Driver. Thank you. Very exciting to have you here. Um, we know that the idea for Baby Driver was somewhat realised in the Mint Royale film clip. When did you decide it needed to be from a film clip to a feature film? Well, I think even before I did that music video with Noel Fielding, which is like 15 years ago now, um, I had already wanted to do it as a movie. So the idea goes even further back from them to like when I was 21 in like 1995 and I heard the first track that's in the movie, Bell Bottoms, by the John Spencer Blues Explosion. When I listened to that track, I would just start imagining this scene, this car chase, and eventually I thought, I have to come up with a movie that goes with this vision in my head. So that eventually became Baby's story and the script as it is, but it wasn't until like 10 years ago after Hot Fuzz that I said out loud to my producers, I have this idea for this movie, Baby Driver, and Eric Fellner, one of my producers, said, well, what is that? And I said, it's like a car movie driven by music. And he says, I want to see that. So I have to hand it to them that they just kind of had, you know, unwavering faith in mm. getting this movie made. I mean, obviously music is a very big part of the film. Um, a lot of your movies, that, that it seems like, you know, Shaun of the Dead was an homage to zombie movies and, and Scott Pilgrim was an homage to video games. Is this movie just your way of saying, hey, well, this is my favourite soundtrack in the world? Well, I guess it's it's a a Valentine to it's basically a combination of my two different passions, which is like sort of cinema and music. But you know, I always wanted to do like a heist movie and a sort of car chase movie. But my idea was to sort of filter that through my love of music. So it's a it's a it's a movie about a getaway driver where you get to see the story through his eyes, mm. but crucially hear it through his ears. It's a, it's a very big cast as well. I understand that when the, the cast were reading the script, there was an app that they had to read along with so the music was playing as they read scenes. Is that right? Yeah. We designed... Because we wanted to really get across to people that the music and the scenes were, like, sort of integral to each other, that we made this app uh, of a PDF of the script, but it had like a button with the logo of the film on it and you would press the button. So this is like, press play now? Yeah. Wow, okay. It was pretty cool. So even like when Jamie Foxx and Kevin Spacey and Ansel read it and other people, they had this kind of app where you could <laughs> press the button and the song would start playing. Is that, did you do the same with cast ratings? Um, when we did a first read-through of the script, mm. yeah, we absolutely played the music <laughs> at the same time. That's awesome. And um, I wanted to ask as well, bringing it back to an Australian bit here, you are a fan of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, are you not? Uh, yeah, I've seen them twice in the last year. Really? I saw them at the Reading Festival in in uh, Reading in the UK, and I saw them at the Roxy in Los Angeles. There was a, there was a bit of Twitter banter there yeah. that you were down to film a King Giz film clip. Is that still on the table? It is. I mean, those things are easier to say than they are to do <laughs> because it's then about schedule and stuff. I think hopefully I'm actually going to meet them in Melbourne. Um, this week? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because uh, I never met them before. I didn't meet them when I went to see them at the gig, but I'm a big fan, and, and their album last year, Nonagon Infinity, I really, really loved and listened to a lot. That so. made your top albums. It did, yeah. of all time. I really love that album. I think it's great. Well, the, I think they just released the second of five this I year, know. so there's plenty of time. I, <laughs> I just got it, actually. The the you know When I got into the hotel, I got a present from the studio, and it was a lot of Australian albums, including the new King Gizzard album, so that was great. You're a fan? I am, yeah. Good, okay, good. Um, bring it back to Baby Driver now. Um, there's talk of a sequel, as there always is. Are you on board, off board, is it still in the air? I mean, I don't think there is a sequel without me. <laughs> like, um, I think, though, that's just something that it came up before the movie came out, actually, 
about the studio talking about the idea of doing one. So, you know, the thing is, I hadn't really thought about it um, until I was actually making the movie and working with the actors. And that was the first time I started to think, I'd like to see these characters again. So it's not a definite, but it is something that's being thought about. Okay. And without tooting the old Edgar Wright horn here, Baby Driver so far is being dubbed as the best film of 2017. You, your resume is pretty stocked with great films. Where does Baby Driver sit for you personally? I mean, I'm not the one to kind of rank my own movies. I couldn't just start asking to pick between your different children. Yeah. So all I can say is I'm very proud of the movie and, uh, you know, it is the movie that I dreamt up all those years ago. So for it to be out in cinemas in 2017 and connecting with an audience, a mainstream audience, is amazing to me. Awesome. Edgar, thank you so much, man. Welcome to Sydney again, and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, man. So, cool dude. Yeah, I mean, since that interview, we interviewed him early this week. Since then, he's actually has gone to Melbourne, and yeah. he has met King Gizzard. The way he talked about that, I remember when I was actually face-to-face with him, he was like, well, it's like, if I asked you, hey, man, so tell me about Kanye West, like, or Charles Gambino, and you would just get so giddy. Like, this is Edgar fucking Wright, like, yeah. getting all, like, fanboyish about... This, this cool band from Melbourne. It, it was really cool to see. Yeah, so, like, so what's the background of this? So he was, he basically tweeted... Um, Some, well, no, because well, I think it's, it's a known fact that he's been a King Gizzard fan for a while. He rates yeah, yeah, their yeah. last year's album, Nonagon Infinity, as one of the all-time best albums. Yeah, um, and so they, they hit him up on Twitter about, like, a no, music video. No, I think video. it was he, a fan because, yeah, because, like I said, it's public knowledge that he likes King Gizzard and someone's like, oh, you should do a King Gizzard music video. And he said, I'm down. Yeah. And then I think King Gizzard right back saying, we're down. And then he wrote back saying, this is major. And that's really about it since it's happened. But maybe while they're in Melbourne, they spoke about it. Maybe something will happen. I don't yeah. know. Well, because that was, so there was the Instagrammed photo that came out um, like six hours ago, which was, this so was I woke up and like Facebooked it to yeah. you. Um, and this was like uh, basically that he'd met with him. Yeah. Met with them and he's hanging out with them. If I was in a band, I'd want Edgar Wright to direct my video. Yeah. I want Edgar Wright to direct my life. Yeah, basically. It'd still be a terrible movie, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's only because you got a terrible life. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very true. Well, Baby Driver is out in cinemas in Australia right now. Go see it, people. And let us know what you think. Yeah. You know, jump on the music.com.au uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Or can, you can drop us an email as well. You yeah. I mean, we've, we've also got the visual of this interview up. Yeah. The whole thing. So tell us there. Yeah. Tell us what you think. What's the email address, Neil, if they want to email us? Uh, podcast at themusic.com.au. Send us an email. Yeah. Let us know what's going on Thanks, there. guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> but um, I've seen a couple other movies. Have you seen yeah. any movies recently? I saw The House. Ooh, like <laughs> Will, Will Ferrell, Ferrell Amy, Amy Poehler. I mean, it's, it's like I'm, everyone has a soft spot for Will Ferrell, I feel. And Amy Poehler. Yeah, and Amy Poehler. Yeah. It, it's fun, but it's, it's dumb. It's, I feel like sure. it's, it's like most comedies that have been coming out lately. Like they fun, and it's a it's a it's a good laugh, but it's like it's nothing memorable because the um the trailer looked like that. Like yeah. it was like this looks like it's gonna be yeah a fun one for me to rent I, on DVD. I, I always have these conversations with people. Like you know, they, there are a lot of people who just said like that's what comedies do. They're meant to make you laugh no more. Shut up. But because I, I think ah uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, I man. Think I've had this argument with you as well. Like. You know, everyone's favourite person to rag on these days is Adam Sandler, right? Sure. Like, because it's just he makes shit movie after shit movie and it's just like it's dumb and it's silly and whatever. Mm. And he always talks in that little voice or whatever he does. Yeah. But, like, if have we just, have everyone become more stubborn when it comes to comedies? Because, like, everyone's like, besides Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, his movies are shit. Imagine if Happy Gilmore came out tomorrow. It's about a hockey player who tries out golf and he runs at the ball and, like, it, that's, it's dumb, but it was funny you know what i mean like yeah are we becoming more or billy madison like he's an adult going back to primary school like it's 
I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, um, I mean, in the nineties, yeah. fucking hilarious. Like a nostalgia Today? about it. Dumb. Yeah, but I, I also feel like we've maybe like learnt the wrong lessons from like the really successful comedies of our generation. Like, you kind of look at like, like the last, like one of the big, big sort of comedies of the last, you know, what ten years. Mm. Um, like I think Anchorman, I think Step Brothers, like these sort of films. But so I know Step Brothers is okay, but I know people who would disagree with Anchorman. They would just say it's like just fucking twelve SNL skits put together to make it. Sure, out sure, but like you know whether or not you like it or not, like you can't argue that it's been one of the most like influential yeah, and yeah. like successful comedies. Yeah. Of like the last when did it come out like ten years ago. Yeah, two thousand four. Yeah, ten yeah, years five, ago. Yeah. Sure. So, um, I think that like that kind of was showed. Hollywood that like oh if you get like a bunch of funny SNL actors in a room and they improv yeah. back and forth you'll be able to turn that into a movie yeah um, and we've kind of seen that to a lesser extent with like you know bridesmaids and and a couple of the films we sort of have like a loose script and they kind of improv around stuff and then you kind of cut it together into a film yeah um, but I think the problem is is that like so many movies now are just doing that. Like, they're just yeah. like, well, let's just get some funny people in a room. We'll set up, like, three cameras. We'll just record them improving around a rough story and then we'll, yeah. like, slash it together into a film. Uh, it's interesting how it works, too, because, like, when you think of, like, say a movie, like, another really successful movie in the last 10 is, like, something like Superbad. You know, yep. a movie that kind of founded Jonah Hill. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's, you know, those classic sex comedies, the bunch of high school kids who are trying to get laid before they graduate. Mm. Silly premise, but worked really well for whatever reason. Yeah, and there I think, is, I think, I think there's there is a foundation a of good writing. Yeah. You know, and like you sort of like like I look at the films that really sent out like the comedies really sent out to me over the last couple of years and it's stuff like, you know, like The Lego Movie mm. and like 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Are like so that's like um what Chris Lord Phil Miller the guys yeah. that just got fired off Han Solo like Whoa, 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 they left of the creative differences thanks man. No, they got fired, man. Oh really? Yeah, they got oh. fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true facts, story. Right? True story. Shit. Yeah, they got fired. Um good luck Ron Howard. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, mate. Uh, anyway, that's we, that's another story. Yeah. Um, but like that, those are two, like, in my opinion, like really, really funny, really well constructed. Because another comedies. one that you would have to throw in that category, but I don't, you're not a, personally a massive fan, is Hangover, right? I think the first Hangover was. Like yeah, yeah, great. Like yeah. it was a really good, really good movie. The second one was literally let's just do the first one, but in Thailand. Yeah. Down sure. to the point, like they're on the roof. Yeah, but instead of a roof, it's a freezer. Like it's yeah, that was dumb. But the first one, I think, was done really well. But yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Like when like and I because I'm I guess I'm one of those people. Like, is the house funny? Yeah, it's funny, but it's dumb. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I feel like a lot of the comedies these days. Um, I can't remember the last comedy a where I watched and I was like, not only is it hilarious, but it's maybe this is the end. I mean, you can tell I'm a big Seth Rogen fan, but like, just mm. a really fucking hilarious comedy that's well written and it, it works well and. Yeah. I can't recall the last time I've, I've walked out of a movie going like, that was one of the better comedies that I've seen. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, it's like it's, you know, I feel like um, there's not, there's a sort of sense of comedy's easier. Mm. And I think there's this kind of sense that you can be kind of lazy with it. Like, yeah. you're just like, oh, I'm trying to be funny. Like, it doesn't really matter. Whereas, like, when you look at the comedies that have kind of been most successful over the last couple of years, it tends to be the ones that are trying to push the boundaries like in some way mm. or like a trying to like they have this foundation of a really, really strong story yeah. or yeah. Like there's just, I feel like, you know, and I haven't seen the house, so I don't know, yeah. but like, yeah, it sort of feels to me like maybe they were a bit lazy. It's with it. almost like these days, especially the comedies are working way better as series. 
Yeah. Like, think of all the funny Netflix series that you, you can think of. Like, you know, if, from the top of my head, like, Love. The, have you watched Love? I have. I'm only season one, so no spoilers, Big please. fan? Yeah, fan I, I dug it. I dug all? it. it yeah. was, it's like one of those, it was a bit cringy. <laughs> it's a yeah. bit hard to watch. Yeah. So this is Love um, on Netflix. Gillian, uh, what's Jacobs. her name? Gillian Jacobs. And Paul Rust. Yeah, yeah, cool. So yeah. Jillian Jacobs, you probably know from Community. Yeah. Uh, and the other guy's new, isn't he? he? No, he's done a bunch of stuff, but he's actually... Because in the in the show, he plays like a, a, a show or he, like an assistant. I think he's a tutor on a TV show. Yeah, yeah. In real life, I think he's, he's, he's a writer. He was actually one of the writers for season four of Arrested Development. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, like, funny show. Uh... About love yeah. <laughs> and about being a piece but I, of shit. I just mean in, in the sense when those there, I, I don't. Maybe it's just the way the stories work, and it just seems to work better in a TV format. I don't know. Yeah, I, I you know, I feel like Pokémon Lost Us. Like, I mean, I think there's a lot of TV shows that are doing it really well, and I think yeah. there are a lot of um, movies that have done it really well. I just think that when people, and I think studios tend to do this, is that they sort of approach comedies like this is going to be an easy. An easier film. Mm. It's gonna be an easy, easier film to make. Yeah. Um. There's a certain laziness to the way they approach it because it, it's there's a, almost a sense that like they kind of approach um, comedies like there's a formula to it. Yeah. Like, and I'm not sure if that if that works. Um. But speaking of films that are formulaic, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, saw Spider-Man: Homecoming as well. So you know, I I am yet to see it. Okay, but every review I've heard is that it's fucking awesome. It's by far the best character Marvel film. Yeah, sure. Are you, Look, it's, it's do you agree fun. With that? It's a lot of fun. Like if you like Spider Man, um, this is the best Spider Man movie we've seen so far. Yeah, like it's just kind of like it's. I guess it's Spider Man being Spider Man. Yeah. You know, it's kind of Spider Man doing the Spider Man thing. Like most of the other <laughs> Spider Mans. Was that? Did you realize what you just did there? What do you mean? Like Spider-Man doing what a Spider-Man does? Uh, it's like the, a theme song. The thing. Thank you. You yeah, didn't yeah. realise that. You're yeah. an idiot. Oh, so you, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like Spider-Man. He's in high school now. Um, he's like young. He's like 15, which like Neil and I were talking about. makes it a bit weird that, that Tony Stark has kind of... That's peer pressure at its finest. He's like, Tony Stark's been like, hey, like, teenager... <laughs> Come fight crime. Come jump in my limo. Come jump in my <laughs> jump in my limo and come like f- fight people. It'd be great. Have Step fun. Step one: bad move. Yeah. Never get in the car with strangers, especially a guy w- in a limo. Yeah. What are you doing, Peter? Bill- creepy billionaires. Creepy billionaires, <laughs> man. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's fun. It's fun. There are no new ideas in it. Like you'll you'll watch it and you'll be like, great. Like I had fun. It's yeah. a fun time. Worth your money, I guess, but it's there. Are, there are zero new ideas. What I've there. seen, what I've heard, that's been pretty unanimous is that Michael Keaton is fucking awesome yeah, as a vulture good. in this. Yeah, he's good. I think I was talking about this beforehand. I kind of root for him the whole time. Like, <laughs> like normally you watch him like a. Is it because a movie. it's Michael Keaton or because of his character? Just because like the character, like so the villain, he plays the villain. Michael Keaton's playing the villain, mm-hmm. and um, he's sort of playing this like working class dude that's kind of been like screwed over by the Starks and like by the government and he's just doing his thing he's trying to make his way in this big hard world and you just kind of go i get it i get it man um i'm kind of i'm living it i'm I'm, yeah. already, I'm in the middle of making my wings at home i know how it is man yeah. i know how it is yeah not all of us have alien technology to build our wings with but uh but i get it yeah um so yeah that, that's kind of cool i think that my favorite part about spider-man homecoming uh was the trailer for thor ragnarok that played before it um <laughs> that got me very excited about that coming out um when is that coming out later this year right end of the year i think yeah Shit. 
Yeah. That's exciting. Let's smash through it. Yeah. Should be good. Yeah. Well, next week um is going to be very big um, music-wise, obviously, because of Splendor. A lot of the acts are coming out. You're seeing LCD Sound System, right? Yeah, I'm seeing them on the 24th when they're playing at Horton. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited. There are there are a bunch of sideshows, obviously. Um, what I did see in the last two weeks that we didn't get to talk about because we weren't here, yeah. the jerks, was Lord. Yeah. Um, she did the, the Red Room performance, which was fucking outstanding. So what was tell me about this because this was at um, Cockatoo Island, Cockatoo right? Island, like I don't um, know here if, in if, Sydney. If, if you've been in Cockatoo Island in Sydney, yeah, that's it's like essential. I'm I'm I don't want to say it's definitely, but I'm like eighty percent sure it's in that same warehouse where they do that fucking Australian Ninja Warrior show. Like <laughs> yeah, sure. it's, it's that massive, like it's such a cool venue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's. The classic second album syndrome, whatever they call it. like people will get freaked out. Is the album going to be any good? Obviously, Melodrama's um, been super successful. And, yeah, um, it's a good album. Peaked number one in Australia and the US and New Zealand, obviously. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I'd never seen a live. I mean, personally, I thought Melodrama was cool. I yeah. wasn't crazy about it. But, yeah, we, we checked it out and, like, you immediately forget, forget this artist is 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, she, hey, I've, I've already got two Grammys under my belt and... Um, I'm 20. She's an easy person to hate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. But, like, she, like, at the end of the day, like, she comes out on stage and, like, all she's got behind her is, like, electric drum kit, synth, and keyboards. Yeah. And she just fucking owns the stage in such a way you're like, you're not 20. Don't just be like, silly. So she just, like, as a, well, Put it this way. As a guy in his mid-20s, it, I left the show going, what am I doing with my life? That's like, yeah. I feel like... You're meant to anyone, feel good after this when shit. When anyone is younger than me and more successful than yeah. me, uh, my uh, immediate thought yeah. is, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Maybe I should just go become a coal miner <laughs> like that. And like, honestly, At least don't make money. If I was just living underground, I could be making a whole bunch more money. You'll be sorry, could, dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, like, you know, she's being... I don't know if, if you call it necessarily flack, but, the, you know, obviously there's talk, like, when she dances on stage, like, she looks... Like, the, the, she's been dubbed, like, it's Elaine Bennett from Seinfeld, the way she dances. But it's fucking cool. Yeah. Like, she she's just... doing her thing. Literally, it's like she doesn't give a fuck. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, I, I, we did a review. If you can check it out on the music.com.au, um, it doesn't matter if it's fucking... Like, she just played Glastonbury. She did Coachella. She's done SNL. And she just does these cool fucking weird dances. And it's literally like... And we've all been here, people. Don't be shy. Where you're just dancing like an idiot by yourself, wherever you may be. Because no one's around. Yep. It's like that. But there happens to be thousands of people watching her. Yeah. It's, it's fucking cool. Yeah, cool. Like, one party's like, ha, she looks silly. The other party's like... Fuck yeah, it's like, it's almost charming. And I, I imagine it kind of gives you permission to kind of have a bit of a dance as well. Because mm. if she's up there having a crazy good time, you're yeah. like, all right, well, let's all do it. Yeah. Let's all have a crazy yeah. good time then. She's coming back to Australia in November. Mm. Um, she, I mean, she played like for 50 minutes um, on Cockatoo Island. So why um, didn't I get invited to the Cockatoo Island thing? What's I, going on there? I barely mate. just got in. Well, mate, I feel like uh, I'm the co-host. We can, we, I mean, we can send... We but can... I'm not the co Invitee. We can I? send we can send another email to to the promoters of that gig the same way we did Splendor. I think yep. we need to be more fierce with our emails. Yeah. Like, give us tickets or you'll be sorry. Yeah. Like, not threaten. Well, all I can say, guys, is um subscribe to the podcast. Um mm. share it because here's the thing. Mm. Here's our little promise to you. The more people that listen, the more kind of chance that we have power to go to we have, games, yeah. you know. And if you guys turn us into megastars, we promise to become the monsters you need us to be. Yeah. Um, when dealing with <laughs> press people, yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of just the we don't ask for a lot good on this show. Yeah, yeah. We don't ask for a lot. Just make us famous. Your so that blind loyalty and love. Like, we can Jesus <laughs> so that we can give you the level of artist you deserve. Mm. 
the choice That's is probably yours. a good way to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, Vance Joy as well is, is another artist who's like, he's just announced shows later this year in Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah. He just released a new song. It's cool to see Vance back, personally. Yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember like a long time ago, when, okay, if, you, if you're not aware, Dave and I did a community radio show. We interviewed him like just as Riptide it. came out. Like, he, he wasn't a massive big deal then. And like now, you know, he's playing Splendor and playing headline shows and supporting Taylor Swift. It's, I don't want to say... Do we do, we do we, that? I don't want to say, say that we're the reason that happened. I think we can call it. I think yeah. we did it. I think we gave him that, that early career boost yeah. on community radio that he yeah. needed. Well, to get to where he is today, and you're welcome, Vance, yeah. uh, and feel free to pay it forward, pay it back. Um, He's at Splendor, so maybe Vance, if you're listening, which obviously you are, yeah. um, hook us up. Hook know? us up. Flights and tickets and accommodation would be very helpful. I only got you a worldwide tour with Taylor Swift, so yeah, well, time yep. is ticking, Vance. Yep. Time is ticking. Tickety-tock. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast this week uh, and just listening to us talking shit. Hope yeah. you enjoyed the interview with Edgar Wright. Thanks, Edgar. Thank you, Edgar. Who's also listening? Because uh, why wouldn't he be? He liked uh, my, one of my Instagram comments uh, today. Did he? So we're basically best friends. Basically, <laughs> best friends with Edgar, right? So that's a real thing. Well, Edgar, we'll see you next time, bestie. New best friend? Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> and we'll see you, best friends, next week. With a very big show next week. We will see you then. Thanks so much, guys. Bye bye. Subscribe. Bye.